across the neighborhood and across the world, you're listening to Green Bank Live. You are listening to Green Bank Live. Thank you guys for tuning in to Brimbank Live on Live FM, Mr. Connect Podcast with Mikael. Uh, today we have a special guest. I've been wanting to have you on the show for like a long, long time, ever since like I came to like find out about you. And like, so thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be able to chat about what I do. Yes, it's very, it's amazing. It's crazy um, how we like mid on this period which is weird with the pandemic and everything happening and um you know it's it's a very like special and weird time how do you sum up like this experience how has it been for you for like just everything that's been going on in this couple months well it's been frustrating uh but it's also helped me to dig deeper and be resourceful um and try and stay positive it's it it's too easy to get buried under the frustration yes. um, and having everything change so mm. um, I think it requires uh, intentional um, intentional hope yes absolutely I definitely I definitely yeah. agree with you um, <laughs> it's been like some up and down but I think it's for everyone for most of us we just like we're just learning and it's really an opportunity to better yourself. Really, that's what it is. It is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's a really good time for reflection as well and, and seeing where your strengths lie um, when yes. you have to be resourceful. Mm, absolutely. So we're just going to jump into it. My favorite thing and the, most, the thing that I'm most like intrigued about you, which is um, the fact that you went around the Australia by yourself unsupported and you know i just wanted to ask you like why did you uh choose to and decide to uh start that adventure for yourself oh i've always been very adventurous um mm. and this was a, a walk around australia uh yes. so i went around solo unsupported on foot mm. uh seventeen thousand kilometers it took a long time I did it in sections, so it ended up, ended up taking four and a half kilometer, four and a half years wow. around seasons. Yes. Uh, so I, I walked with the seasons. I didn't walk in summer, and I didn't walk through the wet seasons up north either. It's too dangerous mm. on on your own without a vehicle. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, when I was twelve years old, I read a book um, by mm. a British adventurer called Robin Davidson, who yes. bought some camels in Alice Springs and walked to the West Coast. So she walked yes. from the, pretty much the centre of Australia to the West Coast. And mm. uh, when I was 12, that resonated with my heart. And uh, I knew that I was going to live an adventurous life so that I could experience the connections that she had with nature, mm. with her animals, and also the awareness, um, her self-awareness that yes. grew while she was on that expedition. Mm. Even at, at 12 years old, um, there was something in it that really touched my heart, and uh, I realised that was a, a lifestyle that I had to, had to pursue, or a, a goal that I had to work towards. Mm. Not necessarily um, walking with camels, um, but uh, I, I don't <laughs> walk with animals. <laughs> I carry and push all of my own stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really passionate about it from a very young age to to go out and explore the world on foot. And uh, then I was, I became really sick in 2010 and okay. uh, ended up being hospitalized a couple of times and uh, went to see a psychiatrist mm. and a psychologist and they told me to go for a walk every day. So okay. I decided to go for a walk around Australia. Wow. <laughs> like a crazy start. Like someone tells you to go for work and then you just go around like the whole country. <laughs> I I don't do things moderately. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's a very like you made 
uh, the most of that opportunity and you took that and created it into something like super inspirational for everyone. Yes. And, um, Hopefully, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And how was it the prepar- How was the preparation for the for the for the whole thing? How how did you like prepare for, to start? I spent two years preparing for it. Uh, mm. So the first thing that I did uh, was plan the way that I would walk around, and yes. then I looked at um, weather data. Um, over the last 10, 20 years to see what the weather patterns were like in the places that I was walking through. Mm. Uh, For example, wind directions, um, average maximum temperatures, average minimum temperatures, so that I could plan my walk around the temperatures. Uh, Sometimes I walked with the wind Mm. as well. Sorry about the noise in the background. Mm. (laughs) And uh, also I had to plan mostly around the heat. So yes. I had no problem with the um, the cold weather, but walking in the heat can be quite dangerous. Yes. And then I had to plan how often I would need to drop food supplies, mm. uh, replace gear as it as it broke, mm. and uh, water. Water was very important. Where Absolutely. was that available? Mm. And uh, how much I had to carry between towns? So yes. the longest distance I had to walk was almost 300 kilometers and uh, needed to carry 45 liters of water wow. um, in a barrow to do that section. Yes, absolutely. Like there's so much like specific things that you need to do. And like if you do something wrong, there's like a life and, you know, it's a very like, it's very, I can imagine like it's very like you need to know your stuff before going into it. It's not just something that you can just pick it up today and then like <laughs> go tomorrow. I think in some areas you can. Uh, mm. For example, if you're walking along the east coast of Australia, yep. uh, there are lots of towns, lots of people. And also in Australia, almost everyone is willing to help you when you need assistance. Mm. So if something, if you decided today that you wanted to walk from Melbourne to Sydney, yes. um, I'd say go for it. Uh, do a little bit of research, get mm. some good shoes, make sure you have all the right gear and then go. You don't necessarily have to train before you go because as you're walking, your body is getting used to it. And each day you can walk a little further, each week a little bit further. Mm. And uh, it's very much, you can plan as much as you like in advance. But every day is going to present you with new decisions and your plans will change. So you need to stay a little bit flexible as well. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have like any expectation going into it and then came to realize a couple of things that you weren't expecting as much? Oh, definitely. Yes. Mm. Uh, So when I was unwell before I started the walk, I had severe anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. Mm. And I was actually scared of people when I started walking. And Mm. as I, the further I went, the more um, I relied on people for help because uh, I realized that I, there was nothing to fear. Um, mm. There are so many wonderful people out there. Uh, my fear of people was irrational. So yes. that, was one, uh, that was a wonderful thing that um, I discovered while I was out there. But mm. yeah, definitely um, not much went to plan uh, during the walk around Australia. Okay. Uh, originally, it was planned for one and a half years, oh. but it took much longer than that, four and a half years instead. <laughs> Injuries along the way. Uh, so yeah. I broke an ankle. Um, I had someone try and kill me um, on a very oh. remote section of the road. Come yeah, on. so <laughs> there, there are a few unexpected things that happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think the, the most wonderful thing that I discovered while I was out there was... Um, mm the kindness of human hearts yes it's it's kind of crazy like when you push yourself and like people can see that you're like going past your limit or you're just like doing something incredible everybody can kind of like relate and somehow being uplifted at the same time it's it's very crazy like yeah mm. humans we come through for each other and that's one of the things that i think we've all discovered during this year Mm. um 
being in lockdown and under restrictions in different regions of Australia, I think we've had to reach out to people in different ways. So not necessarily face-to-face, but Mm. opening up, being more vulnerable to each other Mm. um, on a a different level to what we're used to. Yes. We have to be like, I think we're all like super aware now, like, you know, we're all going through something and we might not have been that aware before, which is also weird because before the, even the pandemic, people were still going through stuff. So you always have to be aware that, of people's like feelings and like try to be the best, to do their best to them every single time. It's, it's a really great like opportunity for everyone, even for myself, to just learn and like be a better person. Mm. Yes, definitely. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's, mm. it's really hard. It's very challenging. But yeah. at the same time, we can take a lot of positives away from this. Yes, absolutely. Um, you also do a lot of work trying to create like awareness for like what's happening with the climate. Can you tell us just a little bit about like your work? At the moment, um, I'm actually in the middle of an expedition across mm. the Australian Alps. Uh, raising awareness about climate change yes. in the mountains. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's extremely hard for me to watch um, our earth being destroyed uh, and the change that are happening around us uh, are now very noticeable. It's happening so fast. We can see it happening mm. year to year. Yes. Um, and uh, it's... It, gave, it gives me a lot of anxiety and I, I can get very angry um, that we're not doing enough mm. uh, to improve the future of this planet. Yes. So rather than let that anxiety eat away at me and uh, instead of sitting at home crying, um, I've decided to actually do something about it. Absolutely. So taking mm. action. <laughs> Yeah. And the walk across the Australian Alps is called Expedition Climate. So nice. Climate is a play on climbing across the mountains and mm-hmm. climate, so C-L-I-M-B-8. And uh, we're walking to eight ski resorts along the way. Uh, it's approximately 800 kilometres long. And uh, it was supposed to take eight weeks. <laughs> it's taking a little bit longer than that yeah. now because we have to stop for six weeks. But we're raising awareness not just about the changes that are happening in the mountains because of climate change, mm. um, but also how it's affecting the economies of the small towns and small businesses, mm. uh, how we're changing the way we use the mountains, and okay. also looking, uh, trying to find some, some positive changes that are happening as well. So the different animals and plants that are showing the ability to adapt to mm. the changes that are happening in the new habitats that they're um, having to learn to live in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of talking to scientists as well. <laughs> yes, a lot of great, like super great information. I'm sure the the people who are, are working with the like environment, even the government. Like, I feel like our government should be should be taking care of that but it's always like in the back i don't know why mm. Mm. i it's, feel like yeah our, our government in australia unfortunately they run the country like a business and they see more money um mm. more of a profit in dirty energy rather than renewables mm. um but as a nation we've been talking about this for 30 years or more um but mm. each government hasn't taken enough steps towards implementing the change that we need. We mm. have everything that we require. In fact, Australian scientists are incredible inventors. And mm. we, we've invented solutions to, to climate problems which mm. haven't been implemented or used in Australia, but they've been bought overseas instead. So we, we've had Australians invent the things that we require to create a better future, but mm. they've had to sell it overseas because our government doesn't want to use it. It's, um, it's, uh, yes. I personally think it's criminal. 
um, mm. and they're really letting us down as a nation. Um, and mm. it's not just us in Australia. What we do here in Australia affects the planet. So we're not isolated in this situation either. Other countries are having the same problems with their governments. Um, Absolutely. But I think though we need to, we, we, we can't take the pressure off. No matter mm. how much they ignore us, we, mm. we need to keep that pressure on and in, increase that pressure and make it harder and harder for them to ignore us. Yeah. And it's paying off. There are changes happening. Um, okay. It's slow, but uh, mm. hopefully it will happen in enough time absolutely also i feel like <laughs> yeah also with the current situation with like the pandemic i feel like i'm sure it should raise a little bit more awareness of like how we are not treating the planet right because the consequence of us the results of us not doing the right things it's what's putting us in this situation right now and it might be must it might be even worse in like 10 years if we're not taking the right action and i hope this is like a wake-up call for also the government to really like next election to really step in or just after this situation to really like um have policies and just take action towards making this planet really like incredible i hope so we, we do have um there are good politicians. So there mm. are very many good politicians in the world, but we, we, we do have some good ones yes. um, who are speaking on our behalf. And they, they block change that is very dangerous. Uh, so they, they block some of the decisions that the government tries to put through, um, which works really well having them in the government to act on our behalf. Mm. But at the same time, there's, yeah, we really need a government leading Australia that will make the hard decisions for our future. Yes. Now, I feel like... They're not hard decisions. They should be easy, though, shouldn't they? It's <laughs> 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 a decision for the future. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Also, I feel like if the people are just... We all come together and we all be, like, super aware of what's going on. Like, even... I'm sure... There's a lot of people who know about it who are not doing anything. But most people who are aren't doing like doing anything, it's just because we are not educated in that specific area of like what's happening and we don't have the, the drive to like if we all like really become educated, we can push the government to make these decisions because ultimately we are the government. We are the people who are, you know, making sure that the right things get done because the government is it's not always going to be up in front with like what's going on with the climate they really care about like the economy and all that stuff so we have to be super aware and educate like everyone as much as we can even myself like i'm trying to gain as much knowledge as i can so i feel like it's really important to send that knowledge to everyone it definitely is because each thing that we do individually makes a difference collectively. We might not feel like recycling our garbage or using less plastics or eating less animal products um, is making a difference as an individual. Yes. But when you have thousands of people doing exactly the same thing, that's where change happens. Absolutely. And or, or divesting your money. So if you have your money banked with uh, an institution that's supporting coal and gas, then you're you're contributing to that. So if you change your bank to another institution that supports renewable energy and mm. community projects, then nice. just by that little decision of where you put your bank, where you store your money, <laughs> mm. it is actually changing the future. It's creating a better future. Um, yes. You can go to as many protests and marches as you like in your lifetime, but it's the choices that we make each day that has the biggest impact on the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. What type of things do you do? What, <laughs> <laughs> what type of things do I do? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'll do a little bit. Just um, my diet, I guess that's one of, that's one of the things um 
and just taking care of myself and but you know i'm just trying to educate myself this year i had a chance to meet a guy who worked in the parliament and he was just like educating me about like the climate and i was like yes that's definitely something that i need to gain more knowledge of and i've been wanting to talk to him and um but i definitely agree with you like change does not come from protesting yes we have to voice our opinion but change comes from individual transformation and individual act that's the only way you're going to change the society if the individual yeah. is um ignorant if the individual is not inclusive whatever action we take forward is just going to be destroying and destructive to the whole society it doesn't matter we need to be inclusive we need to care about not only our own race we need to care about animals like who's going to march for the animals like they don't they don't have voices you know yes they we need to be a voice to the voiceless yes they don't they don't have a voice and it's like yeah. it's very easy to just jump in and do what everybody else is doing and uh, mm. but that's why it's very important to like be educated and i realized that i need to be educated even a little bit more and the people around me need to be educated just to know so they make their own choices for themselves at the end of the day we can't we can't force anyone to do anything <laughs> no it's an individual choice isn't it but mm. our individual choices have a much greater impact mm. and it's not just for us now it's into the future so the more we do now the the more we're going to improve the future the faster we can make change happen mm. yes Together. absolutely mm. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, i think yeah to being considerate of not just ourselves uh, as individuals but mm. being considerate of the entire planet and all the beings on the planet is very important mm. um we need to open up our hearts and our minds mm. to the impact the the bigger picture um the full impact that we're having positive yeah. and negative um mm. on each other on the animals and also on the the landscape around us as well yes it's all connected we mm. we are all connected <laughs> absolutely we are all connected like we are all just visitors on this planet like we are all just like just passing through just we're here to through. learn and grow <laughs> yeah we can't we can't waste time on like holding grudges it's like the worst thing you can do to yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> worst thing i think it's, it's something you're really important isn't it to to yeah. forgive ourselves for the decisions that we made in the past mm and to learn from those and make mm. better choices in the future Absolutely. and to to give ourselves for how we've treated other people mm. um not just ourselves yes. and to be able to move beyond that and i mm. think our actions um people are watching us the people closest to us our friends and family that they see what we do and they understand um how what we do is making a change around us mm. we're not just changing ourselves and improving ourselves but we're yeah. we're making conscious decisions to mm. be a better part of the community absolutely i feel like that's definitely where it starts with just improving yourself i feel like if you're not set if you're not happy if you're not calm or peaceful or um just joyful it's very hard to think about other people it's like me 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 it's like every day you have to think about you it's, it's yeah it's hard isn't it because mm. <laughs> we we are we we do have to consider ourselves um our own mental health and well-being um but yeah also helping other people smiling yes. we we can still smile with our eyes even though we're wearing a mask. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I I started um it's it's funny thing uh, I noticed someone else doing this back in March. Um 
they started, uh, I started wearing a mask back in March and a couple of other people that were wearing masks, I would, I, I'd compliment them on their, their handmade mask or the colour of it or the pattern that was on it, just mm. to see their eyes light up and smile. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> We're not necessarily seeing each other's mouths smiling, yeah, yeah. but we can still see each other's hearts through our eyes. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's Still where it starts. Mm. That's definitely where yeah. it starts with the individual, and one individual can spark change in the whole, the whole world. Absolutely. That's right. Um, getting back to walk around Australia, I did that for suicide prevention. So mm. I set out thinking to myself, well, I'm doing this for my personal mental health. I mm. I need to walk every day. Uh, mm. I need to process the things that have happened in the past. But at the same time, I can share my story of my walk to recovery. And maybe that story will help other people start their walk to recovery or encourage them as they're getting better. Mm. And uh, I thought, if I can help just one person while I'm helping myself as I walk around Australia, I'll be really happy. Mm. And I helped, I, I helped so many people thousands like literally thousands of people in four and a half years stopped to chat with me many Mm. of them had never spoken to anybody before Mm. simply because I had taken that step to start walking around Australia and share my story Mm. it was able to help many many more people Mm. so I don't think we all realize just how important our actions are and our choices and how many people um, are affected by what we do, mm. encouraged by what we do. Mm. So I'm still hearing from people now. It's been a couple of years since I finished that walk around and people are still writing to me. Occasionally okay. they'll send me a text message or phone and just say, do you remember me? Uh, I stopped <laughs> on such and such a highway. Uh, tell me a little bit more. <laughs> and uh, they'll share their story and uh, they'll thank me for just being able to stop and listen and yeah. uh, and just let them let them talk about how they were feeling and mm. uh, the, the troubles that they were having at that time. Sometimes that's all we need to do is to listen to each other, and Absolutely. that makes a huge difference in others others' lives. Mm. We learn a lot from listening. I feel like when we're constantly talking, um, we're not really learning anything new. And uh, when we listen, we we can kind of like see things more clearly even the things that were always there we kind of like oh I, I never paid attention to that now i can see it now i can see it clearly just by listening which is which is very great mm. yeah. yeah and it's um sometimes we might not understand what we're what we hear mm. and it might not sit comfortably either but mm. if we're actively listening then we take that new information away and we can think about it and process it mm. and decide what to do with it. Whether mm. it, we might learn something new about ourselves even mm. <laughs> or yeah. a better way of responding to a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been kind of like learning to just like observe and not judge the situation. It's not good or bad. I just observe it and take whatever I can from it. Which is a very tough thing to do. Like, it's very tough. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. I'm still I'm still learning to do that, and I'm almost fifty. <laughs> yeah, I'm still learning to. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 learning happens throughout your entire life, and I think we all go through different phases mm. um, of learning how. The, the lessons that are applicable to different stages of our lives. Mm. And if, we, if we're not paying attention, then we're not learning. And if we're not learning, we're not growing. Uh, and we don't want to be stagnant because that's, you know, that's like a, a slimy old swamp to be there. <laughs> mm. When we're learning, we're, we're like a forest. We're like the trees in the forest where our roots are going deeper and our branches are reaching up higher and, we our knowledge can help others Mm. and we can share that knowledge with each other Mm. 
absolutely also as you walking around like australia you very you have to be very aware like of your body is that when you change your diet or were you always like um vegan i don't know I went vegetarian when uh, I was 17, uh, okay. so that was that was a while ago, yes. and uh, that was a personal choice uh, for my health. Mm. Um, and I, I didn't feel comfortable. I just, I just didn't feel comfortable trying to eat meat um, mm. and eggs. And then I started working with Sea Shepherd, and I joined one of their ship crews. Mm. Um, I worked on the Steve Irwin for a little while. And uh, the ship crews with Sea Shepherd are vegan. So I tried out veganism with them. And Sweet. I was quite amazed by how good the food was. Because <laughs> most people think, oh, vegan food, it's so limiting. You can't have this and you can't have that. But mm. there are so many other options to go with that. But uh, when I started walking around Australia, I was vegetarian still. And uh, I had some vegan friends. Um, who I was following on social media and I just loved the food that they were making. It looked really good. So I explored the options of being able to walk around Australia uh, vegan. I couldn't get fresh food very much. So a lot of my stuff was dry rations, nuts and fruit and seeds um, and supplements like um, bottle greens. So I incorporated as many things as I discovered along the way into my diet so mm. that I could walk without hurting other beings. Absolutely. So it, it also, I think over the years of uh, being vegan, I've discovered how important our decisions are uh, in terms of how we're impacting our personal health, mm. how we're impacting, what, what we're doing to other living beings, other sentient beings on the planet. But also, we're contributing to a better environment, a better landscape. Mm. So less water use, um, more sensible use of, of of land and food, plant foods. Mm. Yes. And absolutely. of course, it was just so much healthier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it cooler. is. <laughs> yes. The physical benefits of it, the mental benefit, the spiritual benefits, like... It changes it changes every like aspect of yourself like I feel like you go from a person to, to this person to like a complete different person just by changing your diet it's, it's very rare yes mm. yeah definitely it's um I mean if you look at it um, from more of a holistic um, perspective it's not just a spiritual thing and mm. you're not your body's not just feeling better but mm. our gut talks to our brain so what's happening in our stomach is affecting how we think yes uh, the, the chemicals in our, our, our biome our gut flora affects our brains mm. <laughs> so it's lots and lots of background noise i'm really sorry about that <laughs> um yeah so it's yeah, it's all connected. Mm. Um, and when we so when we change our diet, we're mm. actually thinking clearer because our our stomach is cleaner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Clean, like, clean yeah. Um, it's yeah. very. If you eat like different type of food, if you observe like, if you pay attention to your body, like if you eat a different type of food, which is kind of like it gives you like a lethargy in in the body and it makes you dull. Well, mm. if you eat another certain type of food, it gives you like you're super energetic and you want to do stuff after you eat. If you eat food and you feel like garbage, you probably shouldn't eat that food. That's right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you, your body also lets you know what you need Absolutely. as well. Um, during the big walk, uh, I did have some difficulty getting the right nutrition because mm. uh, I was walking on dry rations. Like whether I was, it didn't matter what type of diet I was walking with, mm. um, I would have reached a point where my body had pretty much reached its limits of vitamins and minerals. Mm. So I, I'd get to a stage where I was like, "Have you ever tried spirulina?" The mm -hmm. um, 
it's a, it's a blue green algae that you can take. It's really good for, um, especially for protein. Uh, there's a bit of iron and a few other bits and pieces in it, but it's really good for protein, but it smells like a swamp. <laughs> it's, it's a disgusting smell, but I reached a point where my vitamin and mineral, um, stores were so low that mm. it opened up my bottle of spirulina and take a deep breath and think it smelled really, really good because my body needed, really desperately needed what was in the spirulina. Mm. Uh, so that's an extreme example. But when we're in tune with our bodies, mm. uh, our bodies will tell us exactly what we need and what we don't need. Absolutely. And um, also for me, I became aware of like my body after I started um, running because I did a little bit of running that's when I really became aware of like what I eat and even my thoughts. Like if I spend a day being angry, like angry or pissed off and um, I eat bad food, um, my body did not work the same way. My mind did not work the same way. So I feel like a lot of people haven't got a chance to, go to a certain type of physicality that some endurance athlete might be going through. So they're still like, oh, no, I feel great because they don't, they don't have a test. Like you are now, you, they're not out there like super like pushing their bodies or like mine. Mm. So they, they, have, they don't have a test. They don't have a like, okay, I can compare this food to this food and see how I feel when I go running or when I go walking. I feel like mm. most people don't have that taste. So for them, it's like, oh, no, nah, I feel great. But they just don't know, like, they don't have a taste for, you know, the impact of just having a proper diet. No, it's, it's unfortunate, isn't mm. it? Um, yeah. And that comes down to education mm. uh, and exposure to different ideas um and yeah if, i i know that if i had stuck to my lifestyle that i grew up with mm. um, and didn't question anything um and didn't expand my my friendship circle um and and meet and talk with complete strangers all the way mm. around australia i wouldn't have been aware enough to make the changes that are requ required to um, live a better life mm. and make better choices absolutely yeah. we have to we have to be open to just experience more stuff we can't just you know stay in one spot yeah and mm. and, and hope that the people that need to hear um uh, these types of things are, are listening and, and will take on board and try out some of the things that you're you're talking about yeah just just try just try you know you never know <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go. I, I think with the, with the internet, uh, with social mm. media, there's just so much more awareness about our lifestyle options. Yes. And uh, what's good, what's not good, what works, what doesn't work. Mm. And it, it, it's really expanded our, our choices. So, Absolutely. Uh, just, yeah, I, I recommend just give it a go see mm. how it feels and give it a good shot though don't just try it for a week and go oh that's not for me try for a month and yeah. uh, see the differences it makes in your body mm. and also like try to learn from other people who have done it before because i feel like especially being vegan you really have to eat the right uh, nutritious like vitamins you gotta have the right you know if you don't also eat properly you can also hurt your body as well which you have mm. to yeah you have to educate yourself about that as well yeah that's right mm. and we're always learning and, and um we're always learning new things mm. the scientists are discovering new and important uh discoveries yes so it's uh we have to learn from them and and adopt the new and better ways uh, of doing things mm. um supplements the different foods that go together and don't go together mm. um and how much to eat for different activities as well mm. Mm. uh so for uh, walking around australia once i reached the east coast i 
binged on fresh food every day, fruits and salads as much as I possibly could. I was eating fresh food the whole way. And my energy levels were, were topped up with every single meal that I had of fresh whole food, nothing processed. But then when I had to go back to eating muesli bars and dried foods and freeze-dried foods and Mm. all these processed foods, my energy levels dropped. Even though I was eating just as much, I wasn't getting the same amount of energy out of something that's been processed as Mm. I was getting out of the freshest food I could possibly find. I would even pick edible weeds off the side of the road and eat those along the way just to get that energy as I went. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, We need to know what works for us individually as well. So yes. what works for one person might not necessarily be the perfect solution to someone else. Absolutely. Everyone like everyone varies and everyone has a different, different body, um, different capacity they need to take in or like how much energy they need. So it varies from one person to another. It's not just one formula on like, you need to take this much, you need to take that much. It's like, it definitely like varies with everything. Mm. Mm. And when people struggle with different things like changing to veganism, Mm. I think it's important to remember why you're doing it. So whether your motivation is for your personal health because your doctors told you you have Mm. to change your diet Mm. or because you want to save the planet or you you love animals. Mm. Your motivation for changing your lifestyle is what you need to come back and focus on when you're really struggling with the decisions you're making. Mm. Uh, The motivation behind that decision in the first place helps you stay on track. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we need to just educate people and like uh, keep educating each other just so we know the options that are out there because there's a lot of people who just don't know. It's not just like they don't want to try. There's people who really want to try, but they just don't know. And we have to keep educating people and just to Mm. let them know um, that it's better whatever whether it's not even just diet whether it's yoga whether it's meditation whether it's um just sports uh exercising um and just keep educating each other about bettering yourself i feel like i feel like that's the ultimate thing you can give someone is to give them a tool for them to help themselves like i don't want to help you i want now help you help yourself like i don't want to be there helping you every day (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) you're you're like a a stepping stone along the way Mm. to to help people onto the right path or to Mm. stay on the right path. yeah that's right Mm. yeah and it's a great thing about podcasts Mm. so we can share the podcasts uh and then people can talk about it and listen to it talk about it Uh, i love that joke (laughs) how do you know if someone's a vegan don't worry they'll tell you (laughs) (laughs) oh boy it it always starts a conversation though and um, people ask well why you know that they might not support that decision they might they they might love their their meat and three veg every night Mm, but you can start talking about it and mm. that gives them food for thought. Mm. Yes. And people always like find it like intriguing, like, like how, like, you know, like I'm, I'm like, when they ask those questions, like, uh, it's kind of like reminds me of myself. Like if I wasn't like, if I didn't like switch and someone else would say that and now I would say exactly the same thing. Like it doesn't even like surprise me at all. No, it doesn't. It's like I would say the exact same thing. I'm like, what? You don't like chicken? Really? No, like I would say exact the same thing. Like I understand. Like I understand how long it took me to um, change everything, you know, mostly because I had to go and run against like some top athlete. And they'll kick my behind. So I had to, I had no choice, you know. So I understand. We understand, like, we understand. It's not surprising at all. Yeah, mm. that's right. It's a, and it, it's really good having that insight, mm. having 
having changed um, to a different diet and a different lifestyle, mm. we we understand what other people are choosing to do and what they're going to go through yeah. in that process of change. Yes, and it's it's not like a judging a judging thing like oh you're eating this no you're eating that no it's like we're just gonna tell you what ha- what happens and you have to make your own choices. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no room for judging. Like, judging mm. is a, it's a terrible waste of energy, mm. and yeah, it's it's no good for the heart and soul. Mm. So each individual has to make their own decisions, and Absolutely. we can be there to support them. Absolutely, mm, true. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about your current your current trip? Um, how is everything going? I know you're on like a mini vacation right now. Like <laughs> unplanned, yeah. unplanned holiday from the expedition. Yeah, mm. uh, so we walked a bit over 400 kilometers uh, mm. from We Jasper, which is up north of Canberra, okay. and walked down through Brindabella National Park mm. and Kosciuszko National Park across the Victorian border and mm. into the Victorian Alpine National Park. Mm. So we reached Glen Wills. And uh, that's where the news came through that the regional travel restrictions were coming into place. Mm -hmm. So we decided to stop there. We probably could have walked for another week to Mm -hmm. the next town because Mm -hmm. we weren't anywhere near a town at Glen Wills. Mm -hmm. Uh, We weren't even in phone range. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we probably could have continued on on for another week of the expedition. But Mm -hmm. because we're walking for Australian Geographic Society, we decided it's best to uh, comply by the law and Mm. stop while we're near a road and head out from there. So uh, that's given me a good chance to organise more food. Uh, I've been buying lots of vegan lollies. Mm. (laughs) I discovered Swedish fish. They're not fish and they're not from Sweden, but they're vegan jelly lollies. Mm. (laughs) And they're so yummy. So we're going to add that. Uh, A little bit of extra energy for the next part of the walk. We have, um, so in about two weeks' time, hopefully, Mm. fingers crossed, uh, all the COVID numbers in Victoria will drop, 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 drop right down to a nice safe level and no one else is getting sick. So Mm. we'll start again in two weeks and continue on for another 400 kilometres until we finish. Okay, awesome. How long do you think that would take? A couple of weeks or...? Oh uh, no! In, in the mountains, uh, with a heavy backpack, mm. it's a little bit harder to. Mm. I, I can't walk so fast through there yes. as I walk around Australia. Mm. So I'm expecting another four to five weeks. So okay. uh, an average of 115, 100 to 115 kilometers a, a week, mm. um, plus a couple of rest days. Awesome! Yeah, that's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. Um, what are your plans? <laughs> but what are you going to be doing over the next month or so um after the pandemic um then i have more options probably just um just enrolling into uni which is one of the things that i wanted to do also just music just music <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we, we all need music. We all just, need you. <laughs> yeah, just music for like after this this month. And meanwhile, we're just gonna like shoot a couple more podcasts and keep talking to like great people. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic! Mm. And uh, it's been really good chatting with you. It's uh, been fantastic hearing mm. some of your story and sharing a little bit of mine as well. Mm. And hopefully. Um, this will reach the people who need to hear the messages that we've just shared. Absolutely. Yes. Um, before we go, I just wanted to talk to you about um, making film this year. What's happening with uh, making the film? Also the podcast. Ah, Yes. I'm about to launch a podcast, Mm. uh, which is about women's connection with nature. Mm. So um, I've in, I've interviewed 15 different women so far and I'm wow. hoping to interview more women as I travel around Australia about mm. how the, the time that they spend in nature, um, how they access nature. So they go walking, 
paddling, cycling, running, rock mm. climbing, uh, the different ways that they use their landscape, but um, how it heals them and mm. what motivates them to keep returning to nature. Um, and uh, there's some wonderful stories from different women from all walks of life mm. who use nature for different reasons. Uh, some of them, it's for their personal recovery to heal their hearts. Mm. Some of them just need to escape for some peace. And mm. there are uh, some wonderful mothers out there who take their daughters out into the bush and teach them about bush tucker mm. and uh, the stories of the land and the spirits of the land. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm learning a lot from them. And yes. I'm hoping uh, once I get that podcast um, published, which will be this week, in awesome. fact, it's going to be launched this week. Um, yes. Hopefully uh, a lot of other women will listen to these stories and it will resonate with them. Um, and they'll share the experiences or mm. want to experience it for themselves. Mm. And the film is very similar. So I just finished making a film just as the pandemic started. Mm. And that's also about women in nature and how we connect and meditate in nature. Mm. But the healing forces of nature. Yeah. And um, I'm starting another film later on this year as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, I'm visiting a lot of Aboriginal communities, uh, First Nations around Australia. Mm. Mm. And... Uh, recording their stories uh, about the dream time mm. sounds sounds very like very cool very interesting i definitely i'm looking forward to the podcast um for sure and the films and um you know it's been it's been really great just having this conversation and i'm sure there's a lot more we can talk about that i want to like know like a lot but <laughs> It's been uh, great chatting with you. I'm, I'm so glad that we finally got to talk. <laughs> yes, I'm so like super excited. Like I've been fanning out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, well, when, when I finish the when when the expedition is finished mm. um, at the end of October, um, the restrictions should have lifted um, in Melbourne, and mm. uh, we'll be able to catch up. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Also, yeah, I'm gonna, be great. Yeah, I'm going to say goodbye to our listeners. Uh, okay. Thank, thank you guys for listening to Brimbank Live, Live FM, is the Connect podcast with Mikael. We just had Tara Roms with us on the show and see you guys next. Bye-bye.